Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Welcome to this special edition of Talking Facts. The Nutrition Education Program at the University of Kentucky publishes a monthly calendar featuring healthy recipes. Behind the recipe will be featured on Talking Facts as they chat with the farmers who grow the produce used in each month's recipe. So here's your host, Brooke Jenkins Howard, Extension Specialist for Nutrition Education Programs. Welcome to Behind the Recipe segment. I'm Brooke Jenkins Howard an Extension Specialist with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Program. Today we are visiting Forgotten Foods Farm in Carter County, Kentucky. I want to welcome farm owners Channing and Amy Richardson here with me. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Well, let's get started today and why don't uh, you share a little bit about um, your farm and about how you came to um, farm vegetables here in Carter County. Okay, uh, that's kind of a long story, but it uh, I guess started with when I was in graduate school at Oklahoma State. My salary was only for nine months a year, so in the summer I didn't get paid. And for a few summers I had research grants and that sort of thing to pay pay our bills. And I had a big garden being from Appalachia. I still carried on my grandparents' you know gardening tradition, and I got the idea from a friend to sell stuff at the farmer's market and so we started out there actually selling in Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, selling vegetables and then just kind of on the side to make it through the summers there. Then we moved back to Kentucky through a series of events due to some family health issues. So uh, here at Forgotten Foods Farm you all are certified organic Mm -hmm. and can you explain to us why that was so important for you to seek out that certification. Yeah, so we um, have always grown things organically. And so we we just felt that if we're going to do that, for, if our practices are all going to meet organic certification requirements, we might as well get certified, get the label, and be able to market our product as being actually organic. And so that's kind of why we did it. We're very concerned about the environment and our the future of our planet because we have kids and we feel that organic farming is one way that we can kind of offset some of the um, environmental issues that are there. Yeah, and it, it is a guarantee to our customers in having that label that we do practice that. We're not just saying that, but it's something that is checked on and that we have records to prove that yes, we do actually farm this way. Today we're going to be preparing a recipe using some of your local products. Can you tell us a little bit about the things that you grow here on your farm? Sure. We we grow a lot of vegetables. We grow probably like 40 different things. Um, basically, when people ask, I tell them, well, if it's something you grow in your home garden, I grow that. I just grow more of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we grow everything um, except green beans, actually. It's an Appalachian farm we grow a few actually have some green beans for personal consumption but i don't sell green beans i've found that the labor in picking the green beans offsets any profits i could ever make um so we don't grow green beans if if i had like a one or two row bean harvester i would plant an acre of green beans and grow them but i don't have a thirty thousand dollar bean harvester but um, we grow a lot of tomatoes 
that's our main our main crop um, vegetable wise is tomatoes we grow about 30 different varieties every color there is there's green tomatoes and there's yellow tomatoes and purple and, and we grow red ones also maybe then, we can use uh, several different varieties in our salsa today yeah, yeah that would be the, that would be pretty that could be awesome <laughs> So you have a pretty big operation and you were telling me earlier that you're also looking into sort of expanding into some other areas and doing some value added products. And you want to share with us a little bit about that? Um, sure. We currently under, you know, Kentucky's cottage food laws, we do a lot of, um, you know, macro processing, um, which is basically like jams and jellies and, and canned foods like that, that we sell at farmer's markets. We also make maple syrup. That's kind of our big our big push is maple syrup here on the farm. We um, we tapped about 450 trees this year, and we're going to try to expand that up to a few thousand trees in the next couple of years. And so we we are installing a commercial kitchen so that we can process these things um, and then be able to sell it like on the internet and to other you know like boutique food outlets and that and that kind of thing. Yeah, so that's our that's what's happening this year. Sounds great. So we wanted to also ask you about your farm and how you all incorporate community-supported agriculture and why that was important for you all to include that in your business. Yeah, um, a big part of our farm mission, ideals, goals, whatever you want to call it, is um, to let people know where their food comes from. You know, people, like I've met adults that don't know that vegetables grow on plants. And it just amazes me and makes me sad at the same time. So we have our CSA, which is which is really cool in that it, it's one benefit is I know I've sold it. You know, I, I hate wasted produce. Um, and we unfortunately have a lot of that. And so with the CSA, I can kind of plan better and know the product's already sold. And so it gives me incentive to grow it and, and, and not grow in excess or whatever. So that part's cool from a financial business perspective of it. But the other cool part is the CSA customers generally really like knowing where their food comes from. They're, you know, if you put something interesting in there, you know, like purslane, like I got this weed purslane. They're like, what is this? I'm like, it's awesome to eat, you know? And so you get to teach them how to eat these new things and, and maybe turn them onto vegetables that they otherwise would have never, ever tried. Um, and we have our CSA members have all pretty much all became our friends. And, and so a lot of times they come out to the farm, sometimes do volunteer stuff, but we, we have a, a big dinner in the fall and everyone comes, um, you know, we put up a big tent and, and it's just for our CSA folks and, and they hang out and tour the farm and see where all their stuff came from all, all year long. Um, and they seem to like that a lot. And last year we did an heirloom tomato taste test so we actually had like I forget several different varieties. Um, do you remember how many? I think it was seventeen. Yeah, different different kinds of tomatoes, and we cut them up and they blind taste tested them as we revealed what they were, um, and they got to see all the different kinds of heirlooms and how they tasted differently. And um, we talked about why heirloom tomatoes were important to us and um, why they mattered um, in terms of like taste and flavor over shipability and ability to sit on a store shelf, which is what most of the tomatoes in the store you're getting are. Mm -hmm. And they seem to really like that as well. I know we did. <laughs> Do you all see more people interested in e eating locally and knowing where their food comes from? Well, I don't know. I see more younger people who are interested in that, like um, college age students uh, people who are in their late teens and early 20s and maybe even like 
our age in their in their thirties, who who seem to become more interested and more invested in knowing where their food is coming from. And I think that is an issue that is becoming more and more important um, as the world changes and as we see different things change with um, the climate and with the ability to ship and the expense and fossil fuels and all of that. And it just tastes so much better. Yes, absolutely. Flavor. And if you get foodies or people who absolutely are learning or love to cook or have been cooking their own food, they will absolutely be one of your best marketing tools by word of mouth of being like, this has more flavor than the store. Here, try this. And they'll tell everyone and it's wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it is. There is a big uh, foodie food culture movement and it is bringing more interest to local eating. So that's exciting for you all, I'm sure. And then in our program, we work for the nutrition education program and you know, we're really just focused on trying to get people to eat more fruits and vegetables and eat healthy. And, you know, if you can promote a local product that tastes so much better, people who may not have eaten things before may come around and say, I really like that because it just tastes so much better when it comes from the local farm. So uh, today we are going to prepare a recipe that we use in our programs. It's called Farmer's Market Salsa. And it's really perfect for you all since you grow all these variety of tomatoes. There are tomatoes in the recipe and um, peppers, and I know you all grow that today as well. But it's just a really healthy, wonderful snack that hopefully we can prepare that together and, and sample it and see what you all think about that. And then your kids are here, so the true test will be to see if they like the farmer's market salsa. <laughs> what do you th- I mean, what do you think? I are think they gonna one go- of them will. I, okay. In fact, I'm pretty sure one of them will eat it. The other one, we'll see. We'll, see. Right. <laughs> well, you know, the, we'll take that as a challenge. Maybe we can get them involved in the preparing of the recipe too. That always helps as well, trying to get kids to eat more vegetables. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.